God bless you. God bless you. This is another day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, you know what's happening, right? Yes, this is the, 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 the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and them that dwell therein. Father, we just thank you for your love, your kindness, your tender, sweet mercy, more precious than silver or gold. Father, we're excited about being in the land of the living. We look come at our help. Know that all of our help comes from you. The help, God, that makes uh, heaven and earth. Yes, Lord, heaven and earth. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the good, the bad. Hallelujah. We thank you for the joy and the sadness. Father, we're always believing and trusting that all things working together for our good. We thank you, Father God, for the great, massive calling of prayer, the great, massive calling of prayer. Praise God. I just cannot in any way, shape, form, or fashion begin to talk about or think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done, all that he will do, all that he's doing for us. We're thankful and grateful for the almighty God. Thankful and grateful that God is great and, and greatly to be praised. And we, we, we thank you, Father, for today. You know, I am excited in a calm way. Uh, most of the time I'm excited, praise God, and uh, I am mm, just uh, bubbling over, which I am bubbling over today. I'm bubbling over today because I believe in the song says, I will bless the Lord at all times because he's good, because he's good. And God's being good and not being good does not depend on what the people say. It doesn't depend on what my mind say. It doesn't matter what the devil say. God is good all the time. Our heart goes out to an awesome man of God. Mm, Seems like every week we're calling out an awesome man of God's name. Yes, uh, the general board member, Bishop Matthew Williams. Bishop Matthew Williams, general board member. Bishop Matthew Williams, hallelujah. The adjutant general, previous of the Church of God in Christ. Now uh, that position is held by not only uh, the Bishop uh, Rudolph, whom we esteem highly, to the Bishop Williams and his family, amen. Uh, love dearly, served years in his administration. He is the man of God that saw enough in me to elevate me to the position of overseer in our church. And I thank God for the adjutancy of the Church of God in Christ, uh, for it is an office that glorifies, praise God, that glorifies the leader in the eyes or before the eyes of the people. So we're grateful and, and we're thankful for everything on today. Uh, I'm thankful and grateful that body of Christ, we are here. In my devotion this morning, amen, I was captivated by uh, the hymn, mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. 
He had trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wine are stored. Hallelujah. His truth is marching on. For the body of Christ, amen, our truth, the truth of God marches on in and through the word of God. I'm so thankful for Mr. Canteen and the Kissimmee, K-I-S-I-M-E dot com. Kissimmee Company, praise God, where we have the Kennedy coffees, the double roasted or what we call espresso uh, and what we call a man cappuccino cappuccino here a man milk and sugar added and double espresso here praise god with no milk and sugar a high octane of our kennedy coffee comes in these boxes which mm, a cup of coffee is less than a dollar Praise God. But in that dollar cup of coffee, praise God, you have the Eltonite, the cordyceps, and the caffeine, 75 milligrams, which literally, which literally would charge you in a wonderful, healthy way. All these products are natural, have natural ingredients, uh, nothing artificial, uh, nothing that will, will drop you and leave you with a headache, uh, nothing of that sort. So we're thankful and grateful to God for that and thankful and grateful for being in the land of the living. So we serve a mighty, 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 awesome God. Not only do we have the Kennedy Coffee and the Cordyceps, but visit, please visit Kissimmee, K-I-S-I-M-E dot com, the website where there you find a host, a host, of products and all these products are tested amen we're not medical professionals praise god we're not medical professionals but within the hour within the hour it depends upon where you are in your day praise god to cordy x to cordy x i know several men of god amen who 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 are uh who take the cordy x uh, two tablets per day only, two tablets per day. It speaks to your immune system as well as the Kennedy coffee. It speaks to your ability to focus, amen, as you go about your day to day. And it's just, it's just amazing. It brings in energy. It combines with your natural molecular structure, what's down on the inside of you, and it supersizes it in a healthy way. I can't say any more about that, but let me talk to you again. Uh, PP&P, the Sun Ray Energy Solutions. PP&P, Sun Ray Energy Solutions. I'll read a little bit of that today, amen. When we talk about Sun Ray Energy Solutions, amen. Uh, we're talking about, I could put it in a nutshell and you can contact me via Kissimmee or uh, uh, the church website, email, uh, Facebook, any way you want to reach out. We're talking about clean, green, affordable wind energy, and this energy can be provided through this dynamic wind turbine. It is a revolutionary, it's a revolutionary design in small wind turbines. The vertical scoops allow it to receive wind 
from all directions, praise God, and due to its patent-pendant design, it starts reducing power in as little wind as 3.8 miles an hour. This strength in design allows it to operate in hurricane force wind, 89 miles per hour is the highest observed speed right now. But saints of the most high God, the most, the world's most efficient, efficient turbine. This wind turbine is most efficient wind energy solution in the world. Standard wind turbine produce a max output of 57% of efficiency while our turbine is 83% efficient. It has both long and short-term savings. It's day and night power production. is not based on energy uh, solar only. The wind turbine can produce both energy day and night. Hallelujah. That's 10 to 12 hours of additional running time you would be missing out on if it just was solar. And last, the bulletproof design, the bulletproof design, the bulletproof and compact design. The wind turbine is made of 100% U.S. steel. It's compact and strong design, allows it to withstand hurricane force winds, gale, and harsh weather. This turbine is built to last, and it puts out a crazy amount of energy. And it's not an eyesore. It looks very, 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 uh, it's, I'll say handsome because it has just an elegant look to it. And I'm excited about bringing it to you. You know, saying to the most high God, I am, I am so excited to be with you again, uh, once again this week. Uh, tomorrow I have a, I have a surprise possibly, uh, uh, my son will probably join me here um, on the set and looking for some things. I want to uh, read something and I want to give the, the author credit, praise God. And it's something that was written by, got to get to his name here, uh, written by Ben Peterson. Ben Peterson is a doctoral student at Texas and Texas A&M Department of Political Science. Hallelujah. You can uh, follow him, Twitter at Ben underscore two underscore L-O-N-G. Um, I read this earlier during this season of Corona, and I just want to bring it again, bring it again. First and foremost, I want to say even before I go there, body of Christ, body of Christ, body of Christ. There is opportunity right here. I know we have experienced some things and seen some things that our eyes have not seen and nor have our spirit had to encounter on such <clears throat> a global uh, impact such as this. Uh, what I'm saying is the world stopped. The globe has stopped. Nowhere do you go where there is not a mention of coronavirus. Uh, nowhere can you go where uh, masks are not required in public places. 
Uh, but I just want you to know that this is not the end. All is not lost. I'm telling you, for the saints of God, for the called of Christ, those who have predestined to become, if you know your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, this is opportunity. I'll say it again. For those who know Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior, opportunity illumes from this. Yes, many have died. We have lost four, four of our general board members and the Church of God in Christ. Uh, but not only general board members, we've lost jurisdictional bishops. Uh, I don't know the count. I would say at least mm, 35 or so across. Don't quote me, but we've lost a lot of leadership. But in the losing of leadership, amen, all is not lost, amen. God is not forgotten, yes. God is still the God of miracles. He's still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you can put your name in the blank and then also go a little bit further. He's the God of all nations. He's the God of all people. And no matter what is going on, no matter where is going on, no matter who is involved in it, we yet have the power of life and death and it lies in our tongue. I just want to let you know today that no matter where you are, you are in a place of opportunity. As long as you're breathing, you're in a place of opportunity. As long as you can call on the name of Jesus, you're in a place of opportunity. As long as you can remember to lift your eyes to the hills and what cometh your help, you're in a place of opportunity. And there's some real things to be considered. Um, and for the past couple of weeks, uh, I've been speaking from this topic Fear is a factor, but fear is not the answer. Fear is a factor in all of this, but fear is not the answer. The answer is America must be born again. Turn from evil and obey God. That's right. America, praise God, must be born again. And saints of the Most High God, speaking to America, speaking to the saints of God everywhere the saints of God everywhere. You must put on the whole armor, the whole armor of God. Praise God. Put on the whole armor of God. The helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, belt, hallelujah, belt of truth, praise God, and feet shrouded with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And in these times, Hallelujah. Ah, ah, I've heard it mentioned that in these dark times, but uh, I can't say dark time because we are children of the light. And how can the darkness hide the light? This, what the world represents as dark times, we are children of the light. So saved personally, saved one, filled with the Holy Ghost, Walking in faith and power. Hallelujah. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Walking in faith and power. Holy Ghost filled. Fire baptized. Got Jesus on my mind. And I'm running for my life. Hallelujah. Run. Run. 
run, running for my life. Hallelujah. Uh, we're running for our lives and 99 and a half just won't do. This is opportunity. Hallelujah. This is opportunity. Uh, I want to remind you that when we were in the first couple of weeks of this, the Holy Ghost said, hallelujah, to us on our prayer line, Church of God in Christ, uh, Greater Harvest Church of God in Christ prayer line, and all of those who call in, amen. Uh, the Spirit of God spoke to us and said, this is opportunity. What you do in this season, that's what you're gonna look like when you come out. If you've not been quarantining and building a relationship with God and fear has been a factor in your life and fear has caused or fear has been your answer while in this place, play God, then fearfully you're going to come out. Now remember the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Praise God. And if we walk, hallelujah, as speaking spirits, speak in the word of God. You don't hear me. If we walk as speaking spirits, speaking the word of God, speaking life into each other. Hallelujah. They said during this time that domestic violence is off the scales. Uh, I remember months ago where in there was a chief of police. Hallelujah. Law enforcement. Praise God. There's no level. Hallelujah. There's no level. Mm, there's no level academically. There's no level socially. There's no level economically that this season has not touched. So I'm telling you, men and women of God, use this time to quarantine yourself with God in his word and watch God reveal to you the opportunity to enhance and increase your lifestyle. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Right now, those people, the top 1%, all they're doing is repositioning themselves in technology. All they're doing is repositioning themselves as the world turns. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. As the world turns, saints of God, we're in this world, and as this world is turning, we're not of this world, but this world and the universe presents opportunities that we cannot miss during this time. I tell you, I tell you, arise, shine, give God the glory, begin to praise God like we're in the holy convocation and it is a praise break. Y'all don't hear me. Because in the Holy Convocation, Church of God in Christ, Holy Convocation, when there's a praise break, ah, the Holy Ghost is moving in such a powerful and unique way. Saints, have you ever been in your own personal church where the Spirit of God is moving and the priest, your pastor, Hallelujah. Can't even say a word because the Holy Ghost has come in. Matter of fact, uh, Isaiah said, hallelujah. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up and his train, 
the glory fill the temple? Well, saints of the most high God in the setting of holy convocation, church of God in Christ, that happens. When the praise, ah, the praise, ah, the praise is as a mighty rushing wind. Ah, and, and, and your body is, uh, 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 just uh, enveloped, for lack of better words, enveloped in the praise of God. Well, saints, now in quarantine, we have to get there. Amen. In a personal place, in a personal spot, with some personal renewing of our mind. I tell you, saints, uh, Domestic violence is at an all-time high. I tell you, saints, suicide is at an all-time high. The suicide among our mm, young people, our mm, 12 mm, to 18, is at an all-time high. Saints, we've got to do something. Yes, we do. We have to do something. We're in a place of opportunity. We're in a place of opportunity. This world as we know it must change because of the systemic racism, uh, because of the constant perpetuation of the white upper class, praise God, the upper class that says we are here and everybody else is here, and we will do anything up here to maintain this status quo. But as my hand is shaking, they're on shaky ground. They're on shaky ground. Saints of the Most High God, God will not withhold anything good from us. It's time for us to come together, whether black or brown, hallelujah, no matter what ethnicity, Hallelujah. We're saints of the most high God. Thank you, Jesus. It does matter, does not matter what, uh, where we are on the social scales of academia, praise God. Uh, don't, it really doesn't matter what your political affiliation is because anything that divides and separates, praise God, we gotta get rid of, amen. We gotta destroy and tear down the walls and stand on the word of God. You know, saints, uh, this is a real time. Families have lost loved ones unexpectedly. Uh, I even know a family that dropped off their loved one for an appointment, went to pick up prescription and came back and their loved one was admitted and they couldn't go in to see their loved one. When they dropped their loved one off, there wasn't any anticipation that they, that was gonna be the last time they saw their loved one. And when they came back, loved one admitted in the hospital and no one allowed in to see the loved one. And the next thing you know, they saw their loved one for the last time, but they were not alive. Saints, these are some trying times. The best of times and the worst of times. And even in the worst of times, we've got to praise God. Because praise is what we do. 
Praise is the only thing that's going to help us and to see us through. Praise is the only thing that's going to lift us up out of this. Lift us up out of the challenging things that would overwhelm us. Hallelujah. I know it sounds crazy. Hallelujah. But when overwhelmed, I dare you to start praising and thanking God from wherever place that you're in. Yes, praise still works. I told you I was going uh, to read something. America, fear is a factor, but fear is not the answer. And if you look at the factorization of what's happening, everything that's streaming, everything that's coming in, it's producing and reproducing fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Hallelujah. The world and all that dwells therein is operating from fear. And everybody is the duty expert. You better allow, you better stop allowing people to speak into your life from a fear factor and stop allowing fear to be the factor in your life. Amen. Fear is not the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus is the answer for America today. You are the answer for America. I am the answer for America. The body of Christ is the answer for America. And God has given us, body of Christ, the opportunity to be that answer, to walk in that answer. Oh, help me, Jesus. You know, the Bible says in um, Corinthians that the body of Christ, God designed like he designed this body. It's a head, eyes, mouth, nose, tongue, neck, shoulders, huh, arms, torso, waist, legs, feet. Fingers, hands, yes, the body of Christ. And God promised never to leave us, never to forsake us. I want to get someplace here. I want to get someplace here. I'm trying to help somebody here. I said I was going to do a reading. Um, so let me do this. This is to experts, politicians, and public. The science and art of collective decision-making in a free society, in a free society. The coronavirus pandemic has confronted communities and government around the world. The coordination and mobilization challenges similar to though distinct from those in wartime. Coordination, mobilization challenges. How do we coordinate this? How do we mobilize this? Uh, our small businesses, our big businesses, businesses period. The, bit, the way we are used to doing business is no more. So the biggest challenge is how do we mobilize during wartime? Coordination, mobilization, hallelujah. It also confronts us with difficulty, difficult policy changes involving trade-offs and uncertainties. Everybody is trying to decide 
how should we do? How, where should we? How does this thing work? How are we going to work in these uncertain times? They see, the only thing that's certain in these times, saints of God, we must remember it is the word of God. All this raises the question of how decision making occurs in free, healthy society. In a free, healthy society. In a free, healthy society. Well, first of all, everybody is not free. Yes, we speak freedom, but everybody is not free. The only way that you can be sure that you're free, saints of God, is that those who are saved in Christ Jesus have freedom. Praise God. Those whom Christ Jesus has are free and free indeed. That's where we find our freedom. Because when you can find yourself being spiritually free, and spiritually free means that you are in sync with yourself, mind, body, and spirit. You're in sync with yourself because your true self, hallelujah, is being motivated by the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Ghost, whom God said, I, Jesus said, he said, my, my time here is done. My time here is done. And I must go. Because if I don't go, the comforter will not come. Hallelujah. I've done what I was supposed to do. The comforter will come. And the comforter is the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost's responsibility is to do the work, to lead and guide and bring back to our remembrance all things which I have told you, which the word of God speaks to us. The Holy Ghost brings it back to our remembrance as rivers of living water, rivers of living water that come up out of us. That's why. We got to praise God because when we stir up, amen, the gift and begin to praise God from out of our belly will flow rivers of living water. The rivers of living water will now overflow. I've got joy. Hallelujah. You know the song. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Joy bells. Joy bells, joy bells keep ringing in my soul. In order for the joy bells to ring, you must realize that fear is toxic. Amen. We must be in this world, but we're not of this world. And fear is not the motivation why we do what we do. And I know that the biggest fear comes in from what we do not know. Fear of the unknown. But I thank God. Jesus said, my peace, I give you. My peace, I leave you. Not as the world gives unto you, I give. In order for me to experience and feel the peace that Jesus Christ gives us, we must, amen. Study to show ourselves approved of workmen, need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. And the only way that you can tap in to the opportunity that's been presented to the body of Christ 
You and I personally, in our personal relationship, you got to get caught up like Peter did. Ah, when, when, when Jesus Christ asked Peter, and he asked the disciples, rather, he asked all the disciples, whom do men say the Son of Man am? And they talked about Moses. They talked about Elijah. They talked about the great ones of the past. But Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responded, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. Saints of the Most High God, the flesh and blood, the human nature that's involved in all of this information that's flowing out, amen. It is not information that will cause and bring you life. Praise God. We must know what's happening. We must be aware of what's happening in the world. But what should motivate us is what flesh and blood does not reveal unto us, but the Holy Spirit will reveal unto us in a personal way. Praise God. In a personal way. Like, Nic like Jesus told Nicodemus, ha, ah, ha. Ah. When Nicodemus asked, asked the question, Rabbi, teacher, I want what you want. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Jesus said you must be born again. Ah, Nicodemus couldn't get it. He, he couldn't understand it, praise God. Huh. But Jesus said, marvel not. You must be born again. Not going back into your mother's womb. Not that, saints of God, but huh, being born of the spirit, being born of the water, being born again. Saints of the Most High God, being born again will help us to realize our freedom in Christ Jesus and freedom in our spirit. Now, flesh and blood will not reveal unto us. Our human nature cannot tap into it, but hallelujah. Today, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Hear what the Spirit is saying uh, to the church. Hallelujah. And that church is down on the inside of us. Ha! Ah, we're made in the image and likeness of God, slightly below the angels. He put a little bit of himself on the inside of each and every one of us. So saints of the Most High God, like Paul told Timothy, what would it take to stir us up in these times? Hallelujah. Uh, people dying. What would it take to stir you up to for you to, amen, contribute a little more to your personal growth by communing, amen, and being quarantined with God? What would it take to stir you up? How many more bishops will die? Hallelujah. What would it take to stir you up? How many more jurisdictional bishops will die? What would it take to stir you up? How many more men, women, girls, and boys must die? Uh, not only from coronavirus, but all the different other ailments that we uh, have been put on the back burner yet. Amen. Cancer is out there doing what cancer do. Diabetes is out there doing what 
what diabetes does. We must take an active role, praise God, and hear what the Spirit is saying to the church in this place of opportunity for me personally as a, as a, as a man of God and you personally as men and women of God. You all, we all must hear personally what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and then we must move, hallelujah. We must move, praise God collectively as the body of Christ because if each one teach one each one bring one there is 10 people in your sphere of influence begin to speak life into into the lives of those people saints of the most high God begin to speak life in the lives of our children and our children's children begin to pray begin to cry aloud begin to spare not begin to speak those things that are not as though they were and woe be unto the one who scatter my sheep it's time out it's time out in the book of Ezekiel it's time out amen for the politicians to be as wolves it's time out for the false prophets to cover up for the politicians. It's time out of being divided between the RNC, the DNC, black and white, uh, rich and poor, and uh, where you live and where I live and what you drive and what I drive. All those things, amen, are things that divide us. What can connect us? What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Saying, oh, precious is that flow that what makes me white as snow. No other fault I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. When God created, there was one blood, one blood, and that same one blood is still flowing today. Uh, let me do a little more of, of this reading. I got stuck. Yes, I got stuck. I got stuck right here. All these things, the uncertainty involving trade-offs and difficult policy changes, all these, all this raises the question of how decision making occurs in free, healthy society. Number one, our freedom been challenged. Ah, as long as this skin has been here, black or brown, our freedom, our natural freedom has been challenged. But our spiritual freedom is available to us by choice. Hallelujah. So, uh, in a free, healthy society, both in normal times and in periods of crisis. When crisis, praise God, it's not the end because there's always a righteous remnant, a righteous remnant, hallelujah. When uh, uh, slavery, uh, the children of Egypt, uh, children of Israel, praise God, 430 years uh, with uh, being captivity in Egypt, hallelujah, a uh, slavery, uh, coming on, amen. The Moors being forced on ships, the first 300, ship named Jesus coming across here. Uh, John Hopkins being uh, crowned and giving Sir John Hawkins, praise God, uh, uh, given uh, a shield, a crown, a crest, amen, with a lion and a moor on top of the shield 
in chains. He brought 300 over. Amen. Changed economics. Established the international slave trade. Uh, saints of the Most High God. Crisis. Hallelujah. Crisis. Uh, emancipation Proclamation. Freeing of the slaves. The black and the white coming together. The Moors. Hallelujah. The Moors, which refer to African Americans, that tribe, that tribe that believed in only one God, while other tribes believe in many gods. Uh, the Moors were the tribe that were brought over here. Uh, the most intelligent, the, 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 the strength. Amen. Uh, that Reformation period from 1800 to, to 1878. Um, um, both in normal times and in period of crisis. For simplicity, let's say three orders compose a free and healthy society. The experts, the politicians, and the public. Experts, politicians, and the public. We have experts who are the experts in their field. We have politicians. Well, let's drop that. We have the experts who are the experts in their field, and they're comparing their degree of knowledge in whatever area of academia that they have a degree of knowledge in. Then we have the politicians, and the politicians are striving to gain mm, public, public followership, for lack of better words, um, um, uh, public popularity, thank you Jesus, uh, doing so, uh, and a politician, uh, the basic, uh, uh, my city attorney, the city of Oceanside, um, city attorney Dwayne Bennett, uh, 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 called me in the middle of a meeting and helped me not to run into a wall. He called me back, he said, uh, Pastor, Chaplain Johnson, let me give you the definition of a politician. And he gave me the definition of a politician and politicians are licensed to lie. Amen. They're licensed to lie. Not all, but most are licensed to lie. That means that on this day, a politician can say yes. And I'm speaking yes because of A, B, C, D, E, and G. And the next day, the politician, you ask them the same question and they will say no because of A, B, C, and D. And you wonder, you're lying. The politician says, no, I'm not lying. I had a meeting last night with my uh, supporters and they pointed some things out to me that I must now change what I said or what my decision was yesterday. I'm going to change that today because information was brought to me that I didn't know. Uh -huh. So what I said yesterday doesn't mean anything because today I'm saying this. Well, after he told me that, that saved me from running into a brick wall. Politicians have a license to lie. So uh, with that, I'm just saying, not all, amen. When we find those that are men of God, speaking of which, during the 
1800s, um, uh, 1865, 1878. Do you know we had 126 Moors, African-Americans in politics and they came from the South because the South, amen, it was called the fusion, hallelujah, of the South where Moors, African-Americans and white uh, citizens, praise God, and the Moors were freed slaves, amen, that stayed in the area. But that concentration of 126 politicians came from the Southeast. They came together and they uh, sent people whom they trusted, and that time was clergy, sent clergy members to uh, Washington, D.C. in politics. And the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments were put in place, hallelujah, during that time. Uh, that was the first Reconstruction period. Uh, and from then, uh, saints of God, uh, as all those things that were put in place, uh, the white supremacist organization, and I'm, forgive me, but go check, uh, Woodrow Wilson may have been a Klan member. And the birth of a nation, that song mm, was played in the Oval Office. That movie, The Birth of a Nation, was so horrific at it, as it promoted racism and the spirit of the nation. Uh, well, we must realize, saints of the Most High God, this is not colorization and not polarization from a place where we are uh, demonizing uh, uh, people, but the Ku Klux Klan was brought into place to bring fear and challenge the white Southerners who had connected with the African-Americans of that day. The Klan originally came in place to deal with them. Well, we know how the Klan has now been expanded. But the birth of America being played in the Oval Office by Woodrow Wilson. And if I'm wrong, forgive me. But if I'm right, just let the Spirit speak with you, to you on that. That same Spirit of birth of a nation is still, it's, it's, it's systemic. And it's a thread, it's a vein that's been in our nation. And the only way that change is gonna come in that nation is that we realize and we pull the slogan uh, from President Obama's campaign, you are the change that you've been looking for. And the only change that will be historic, again, the only change that will be Life-changing. The only way that we can save our young people, those of us who are yet here, 
We've got to be a guide and a beacon light for them. Oh God, they are looking for, they are looking for. Just as in the midst of the civil rights movement after Dr. King's assassination and Lyndon Bain Johnson's uh, uh, voting, the right to vote and all the things that happened, uh, welfare projects and all of those things. Well, all of that stuff happened and that was the next reconstruction. We're standing there going, oh my God, we made it. But again, we left our young people out. We left our young people to themselves. And what happened after that, the young people started a phase of raising themselves. Uh, the church was lost. The church was lost because the church was given things, uh, cheese, uh, government cheese, and a lot of things that was given, amen. And so receiving all of this and being overwhelmed with it, hallelujah, we lost a lot. You know, saints, uh, in the 1800s, it was intentional to prepare men to move forward into politics because the only way that we're gonna change the dynamics of what's going on in our nation is that we get involved in policy. We get involved in policy. Uh, and I hope I butcher this up enough so that somebody would start looking and searching. Hallelujah. Because the biblical history we have and the history of this nation, oh my God, black Moors, I'm sorry, African-American Moors, we are a power and a strength to be reckoned with. Amen. What really America is afraid of, they're afraid of us unifying and coming together. And they're looking at us as a skin color, but they better look at us as the spirit of God is bringing us together. Uh, don't know how I how I got over in, in that area, but praise God, I'm thankful uh, that I'm comfortable uh, in him today. I'm comfortable in my skin today. I am comfortable in, in who I am today. And we need to be comfortable in who we are in Christ Jesus today, because God wants to use each and every one of us on a personal level and a personal relationship to increase our time with him. We wanna go forward. We want to go even further. We want to go even further to increase our time uh, collectively with him. And it doesn't matter about how geographically we're uh, uh, separated and that we can't come together in the church house. But Rick, I must remind you before this broadcast is over, this body is the temple of God. The Holy Ghost wants to live inside of me. Hallelujah. He wants to supersize or superimpose himself on the inside of each and every one of us. Uh, I got to I got to move on. I guess I got stuck where a free and a healthy society, a society of the duty experts. Amen. We need our duty experts. We need our academia. We need our think tanks. We need people to help us to uh, uh, develop strategy. Uh, we need our true politicians, praise God. And we need the public, the community. Each has a role to play in the decision-making process. The expert is a specialist in a particular field of knowledge, 
hallelujah, such as public health, scientists, doctors, and experts of various kinds. They bring crucial information, analysis, and projections of possible futures to the table. The expert gives advice, information, and explanation. The expert is not the final decision maker. Why? First there or epistemological reasons. Precisely because the expert is narrowly focused. She or he is not best suited to consider the interrelationship between the specialization and the good of the entire society. In the current crisis, studies like the one by Neil Ferguson and colleagues at Emerald College that have guided public policy in the United Kingdom openly acknowledge they have not considered the economic and social costs of their policy recommendations. Thank you from the experts, from the experts, from the politicians. And this is a contrast, again, not mine, but by the author of this, praise God. And that author, again, give credit where credit is due. We're not plagiarizing information. We're publicizing information. Ben Peterson is a doctoral student in Texas, A&M, Department of Political Science. And so in his study, we just pull off the experts, an excerpt from the experts. So now let's pull off an excerpt from the politicians. By contrast, by contrast, the political leader is primarily responsible for making decisions, amen, casting votes, establishing relationships, making recommendations. These are the function of various political and bureaucratic offices, public policy, hallelujah, the art of government as opposed to the science of policy analysis is about making decisions and establishing laws and social practice that advocate resources and structure initiatives in a manner serving public interest. Unlike the experts, the political leader is a generalist responsible for considering inputs from a variety of sources and thinking holistically about the good of the public to which he is accountable. I will grant there is no scientific method for integrating inputs from all these sources. Hallelujah. The politician is also accountable to the public in a much more direct way than the expert. Accountability to the public does not amount to cattoing uh, uh, or the demo-urgy. The good politician must balance receptivity to public input 
with responsibility to lead. Hallelujah. The public, the public, I have a few more minutes. The public, the public that, the public, I'm excited. The public, which also plays a key but indirect role in decision making. Decisions are made or decisions are to be made in the public interest. And I'm going to interchange that word community interest. So the public, so the community must have a significant role. That role involves both input and feedback that helps divine or helps define the public interest and keep politicians accountable to that public interest. Melissa Lane argues that the practice of holding political office holders accountable stretches back to the ancient Athenians or ancient Athens in which the assembly would hold its anchorons chosen by lot to account. In Athens, accountability procedures and control of public office gave the people as a whole an important role in defining, revealing, and judging misuse of office. Hallelujah. In Athens, way back in Athens, accountability procedures and control of public office gave the people as a whole an important role in defining, revealing, and judging the misuse of office. Today, it's still a government for the people and by the people. We the public, we the community of these United States of America, we must find our way back into holding our politicians accountable. It helped them hold every official accountable for his use of his office. From this classical practice, we can see a way to revitalize the dysfunctional accountability regimes under which we are calm, we are currently suffering. Everybody is suffering. Everybody is suffering. Hallelujah. The old is suffering. The young is suffering. The unborn is suffering. Melissa Lane points out also through some of the Athenian accountability practices superior to those were superior to those of the Roman Empire. As with the public to which Lincoln was accountable, the people can be fickle, divided, or plain wrong. Nevertheless, the ideal of a free society is based on democratic faith, not democratic party, democratic faith that people 
have some degree of ability to exercise good judgment about their own interests and the public interest. They have at least the ability to recognize whether office holders and experts are informing and leading in ways that respect these interests. This kind, this kind of common sense judgment informed by both experts and political leaders has been on display in America. Response to the pandemic. While not holding the decision-making office members of the public appropriately constrained politicians in their choices and hold officials accountable for making decisions in the interest of the public, in the interest of community, in the interest of the less fortunate, in the interest of the broken, in the interest of the mistreated, in the interest of children, in the interest of orphans, in the interest of women, in the interest of those Different offices, different roles. The question is not whether the analysis of the experts and the prejudice of the politicians or the common sense wisdom of the public should have the most sway in a free society. Each of us must discharge the function of our orders and offices well. As we know, experts, politicians, and the public can all do this with varying degrees of perceptivity and integrity. Experts can overreach, politicians can be corrupt, and the common sense can deteriorate into polar delusion. David Cossus provides a helpful and relevant point in our land plan here. In just war theory, the primary agent responsible for determining the justice of contemplated military action is duly constituted political authority itself. In much the same way that a judge or jury are responsible to determine the guilt or innocence of a dependent on trial. The role played by individual citizens in either of these necessarily secondary in part because of the lack of sufficient information available to those who occupy in such authoritative offices. In short, we citizens may come to a preliminary assessment, but of necessity, such assessment like the certainty we might wish for as well as an authoritative character. Uh, Kosick's spell K-O-Y-Z-I-S argument, 
though focused on judging actions after the fact, is relevant to the question of how different orders and offices should be involved in decision making. The primary decision making agent is the duly constituted political authority supplied with information and analysis from experts. The public participates actively typically in the assignment of political agents of responsibilities and functions and the assessment of their performance and discharging their duties both in public decision and in future assignments of authority. So in the home state of Texas, in the home state of Texas, is reasonably approximating this model. On Friday, I guess April 17th, Governor Greg Abbott released an executive order outlining plans for a phase limited reopening. He consulted the public health experts and gained the backing of Texas Public Health Coalition but the plan does not quite track the recommendations of many public experts or even the White House guidelines. So here we are. This was in April. We're not, and we're now in December. And we're yet facing all levels of closure. Riverside County. San Diego County, Orange County, LA County, everybody trying to determine. And saints of the most high God, wherever you are, whether you are, hallelujah, an expert, whether you are a politician, or whether you are the public or community, we each play a role, and I'm telling you, there is a role to play. But I want to land the plane today. The most important role that we do play is the role of being a soldier in the army of the Lord. We're talking about a mobilization, a large-scale mobilization. Our presiding bishop has called for a wide-scale mobilization. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. I'm going to publicize this, amen, if my electronic device affords me the opportunity to do so. If I can find it, praise God. Uh, it's still working, still working. But our presiding bishop has called for a total, total, total body of Christ, church of God in Christ and body of Christ. The presiding bishop's call to praying and fasting and consecration. Yes, fasting, I'm sorry. Presiding Bishop proclaims, let me look, let me put it up this way. Presiding Bishop proclaims an international solemn assembly calling 
the church of God and Christ, family, together, praying, fasting, and consecration, seeking the heart of God. Call, sanctify ye a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land and to the house of the Lord your God and cry unto the Lord. Tuesday, December 8th. Tuesday, December 8th in the year of our Lord 2020. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. in your time zone. All leaders, all members, all countries, every believer, every church, every jurisdiction. Lord, forgive our sins, heal our bodies, and bless our land. If we ever needed the Lord before, oh, how we need him now. I echo the presiding bishop of the Church of God in Christ, the Bishop Charles Edward Blake Sr. And I say to the saints of God everywhere as I close today, who knows what the Lord will do? Who knows what he will do when he hear our cry? God bless you, saints of the Most High God. God bless you, Greater Harvest. God bless you, hallelujah, body of Christ. God bless you, saints of the Most High God everywhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fear is a factor, but fear is not the answer. America must be born again. Turn from the evil ways and obey God. God bless you. Thank you.